0: of a unique time on earth. Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Today is Sunday, it's 22 November, time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. Uh, Let's see what we have here. Oh, today is uh, my friend Jude's birthday, and I thought I'd recognize her. I think she's probably the only person that's ever watched every Prophecy Update that I've done. She was there the very first update with, I think, two people watched it, and she was one of them. So hats off to Jude. Happy birthday to you. And um, let's see here. We have a visitor today. We've got Claudia down from Tampa. She showed up this morning, and uh, there was a van parked out there and I got out of my car with some groceries and stuff and uh I hear my name called and you know you don't know if you're being set up somebody's here to whack you, or what but I turn <laughs> around and here's this lovely lady from Tampa and uh so she uh she's been here since early I mean I get here real early and she was here and so it's been good having you here I thank you for making the effort and uh just welcome welcome to you and then we have um Something to announce, Uh, you know, we're kind of worried about YouTube. We were talking about that before we got started and Facebook is, you know, they're cutting everybody off. YouTube is censoring everybody. Twitter is pretty much censored. Anybody that has anything of value to say. Um, So we have started a sermon audio account. Sermon audio is a place that you can go to that has sermons from everybody that has ever done anything, either in audio form or in video form you can go there and you can find any teaching you want. It is um, an amazing site. Uh, They are now taking videos as well. It used to be, I think, only audio. And you can listen to all of the old people from years past that had their stuff on audio. But a guy named Wade out in Washington, he's such a help. He's such a great guy. He does all the graphics for the Thursday night Bible class, etc. He said, you know, I want to do something in case they take you off YouTube. And so he's been starting to put these things on Sermon Audio. There's only a few right now, but we'll have them all up eventually. It'll take a while because there's, you know, several hundred sermons and then the uh, podcasts and stuff like that. But anyway, just want to let you know that's available. Uh, The last couple uh, Galatians teachings that we've done in the past couple weeks are up and, uh, the last sermon, maybe two sermons. And so, uh, it's something we're starting and pretty soon they'll be there all the time. Just type in sermon audio and you'll be able to find that. So good stuff. And I want to thank Wade personally for that. And if there's anybody that wants to help him, he hasn't asked for this, but it's a big job. And if somebody says, I, I know how to do this type of stuff, cause I don't, you know, I do what I'm taught and he can teach me, but, uh, Uh, If there's somebody that knows how to do these things and wants to help, let me know and I'll send your email to him. And if he wants help, he can do that. But whatever, either way, it's just an appreciated thing. Um, Our first category, as always, is from Israel. And before I get into that, I'd like to say that uh, I know that the elections are still ongoing, that there's a lot going on, that uh, there are things that are being brought out. Jay Sekulow had great news Maybe Tuesday, he's going to present something. Uh, Trump's legal team is coming out with all kinds of stuff in the week ahead or so. And you all will hear that on other Prophecy Updates, and you're going to hear it on the news. If you go to any normal conservative news site, you're going to see this. I'm not going to talk about that. And the reason why is it's the same thing to me as talking about the rapture. If it happens, it's great. And if it doesn't happen, it's bad. But nothing has changed by talking about it. All we can do is speculate at this point, And I'm not into speculation. So all I can say is that the Lord is in control. I've said this every week since the elections. And if he wants our president to remain in office, it will happen. And if there is a reason for the end times to come in a different direction than we are seeing in the nation for the past four years, that will happen. So I'm not worried about these things. I love to read them. I read them every day. Don't get me wrong. I I check every single thing that you could possibly see. But ultimately, this is going to come down to a decision of nine people that are sitting up in Washington, D.C. They have been allocated the uh, circuit courts that they are responsible for for the coming year. That happened this past week, I believe. And four conservative judges have been appointed over the main four battle states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, Minnesota, and um, Georgia. Thank you. All right. So, uh, and that is something that if they accept a legal decision from the lower uh, states and say, we're going to look at this, they can turn it down and it ends. But if they take it and there is something valid, I want you to know in advance that the liberal judges that have the liberal states there in question will not be able to say, we're not going to look at this because the precedent will be set and it will be an obvious agenda otherwise. So just be patient I'm I'm not one to ever speculate on the rapture. I'm not going to do that. And when you send me that kind of stuff, you're not going to get an answer. You're going to get one that says exactly what I'm saying right now. I don't speculate on the rapture. The same (laughs) thing is true with this. So that's where I stand on this. I'm glad that there are people that analyze these things. John Holler has done a great job of this. Uh, It's not my thing. Okay, so on to Israel. Jonathan Pollard. You may have heard this if you haven't. If you like him, great. If you don't like him, great. Doesn't matter to me either way. He is free to travel to Israel. He's been in jail for many, many years for espionage. They finally let him out. He was under very strict control, and now he is being allowed to travel to Israel, and he will get on a plane, and we will never see him in the United States of America again. He's not going to come back here and risk anything, but uh, just so you know, wherever you stand with Jonathan Pollard, he he is free to go. Um, from the Times of Israel. Navy takes helm of first new warship. I reported on this a while ago. They have now taken helm of it uh, from Germany to guard gas rigs. The Israeli Navy received the first of four new r 6-class corvettes from Germany, its first new missile ships in over a quarter of a century, which will be used to defend Israel's natural gas rigs and shipping routes. The ship, the INS Magen, will reach Israeli shores next month, but where it will be outfitted with sensors, weapons, and communication systems before being declared operational. When it is, I'll try to report on it again. The INS Magen will be armed with the best offensive and defensive systems, with fighting systems that are at the forefront of international military technology the vast majority of which are products of Israeli industries. The remaining three ships will be delivered to Israel over the next year. Good stuff. They're going to have four brand new Corvettes in their Navy from I-24. Israel to send its second astronaut to space in 2021. Israel intends to send the second astronaut in its history to space next year. His name is Eitan Stibb, an ex-fighter Jet pilot at the IAF is set to take off from Florida in late 2021 to reach the International Space System. There he will spend some 200 hours, just over a week, conducting various scientific experiments for Israeli researchers. Before the takeoff, he will go through some rigorous training at sites in the United States, Germany, and Russia, with the course expected to start in the immediate future. So good stuff with them. You know, the uh, sad story of their first astronaut came down with the, uh, which is the one that exploded over Texas. Um, That that one was over Florida. It was the other one that uh, exploded coming in for a landing. And so this is Israel's second person to go into space and we'll hope that he uh, fares better. But uh, there you go. Times of Israel. If you get it online, I see Jim's looking. Just let me know the name of that. uh, Discovery. Is that what it was? Okay. Space Shuttle Discovery. Thank you. Uh, Times of Israel. Gantz, if Netanyahu doesn't get a grip, Knesset will disband for new elections. They're tired of this guy. The whole world should be at this point. Defense Minister Gantz warned that if Prime Minister Netanyahu doesn't get a grip and allow the government to make policy decisions, the Knesset will disband and new elections will be called in what would be the fourth round of voting within two years. Gantz expressed frustration at cabinet stagnation in making decisions on dealing with the ongoing coronavirus outbreak and the easing of a national lockdown ordered to curb the virus spread. And they're actually talking about another one. We cannot have another day without making decisions, he said, a day after meeting of the so-called coronavirus cabinet ended following seven hours of debate without ministers approving any rollback of lockdown measures nor any new restrictions. If Netanyahu doesn't get a grip, this Knesset will disperse. If we go to election, the country's citizens will know who dragged them there. Netanyahu reportedly became impatient during the coronavirus cabinet meeting when other ministers and government agencies did not give full backing to his proposals, including imposing a countrywide nighttime curfew. From the Jerusalem Post. In Biden's light, Netanyahu publishes controversial Givat Hamatos tender. The Israeli Lands Authority published a tender for 1,257 homes in East Jerusalem neighborhood of Givat Hamatos. It likely will be the first major challenge for U.S. President-elect Joe Biden, assuming he actually goes in, on Israeli activity over the pre-1967 lines the israeli right and the settler leadership is looking to prime minister netanyahu to take steps to solidify israel's hold on areas over the pre-1967 lines in the remaining two months of president trump's term netanyahu had initially promised to build the gavat hamatos neighborhood which is seen as important in cementing israel's sovereignty over east jerusalem the project would form a continuous line of jewish east jerusalem neighborhoods linking gilo and har homa irish foreign minister simon Coveney urged the eu to take action in what was interpreted as a call for sanctions joseph borrell the eu's foreign policy chief immediately asked israel to rescind its decision Givat Hamatos occupied a strategic place when it comes to the connection between Jerusalem and Bethlehem, he said. So if they do this, they will be cutting off access between the Palestinian sites. And so we're just going to have to see what happens with that. But uh, uh, they are preparing for a possible Biden presidency by getting everything they can out of the United States right now. And they're smart about that. From All Israel News, Netanyahu gives Pompeo a Bible from the people of the book. As a symbol of the profound friendship and appreciation for the relationship between the two countries, Prime Minister Netanyahu presented Secretary of State Pompeo with a Bible as they stood overlooking the walls of Jerusalem. It reminded me of how deep and profound your tie to the Jewish state, he said, is. I gave you a Bible as a gift, and I said that the people of the book have not had a better friend, and I mean it. Now, I'll stop right there, and I'll say that the Bible he gave him is obviously just the Old Testament. It doesn't have the Brit Hadashah in it, okay, or the New Testament. Uh, They are the people of the book, but they are also on the out right now because they have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why they will be going through the tribulation period. I call things the way they are. I support Israel because God has planted them back in the land, but they are not right with the Lord And if, you know, being people of the book, if you want to hear uh, a very insightful analysis about that, watch today's sermon, because we're going to be talking about exactly that issue, the state of Israel as a nation and as a people. And I will tell you that as you view the nation of Israel, I'm kind of giving away some of the sermon, but as you view the nation of Israel, God will never, never reject them as a nation. He has made a vow. He has made a covenant with them, and that will never be broken, and that is a template for your salvation. Israel as a nation is a picture of you in Christ. God has made a covenant with Israel, and if he breaks that, that means that your covenant with him in the new covenant, uh, Christ's blood means nothing, and it will never happen. That nation will stand because God has made that covenant with them. But as an individual group of people, I'm talking about this person, this person, this person, they are part of Israel. But they must individually come to Jesus Christ and also collectively come to Christ as a nation. We're going to talk about that, and you'll see some interesting things today. And there's something I will talk about that I guarantee, I absolutely guarantee that whatever Bible you read, they got wrong in the translation. Okay? And we'll talk about that. They absolutely got it wrong. All right? And you'll understand why when we get done with this sermon. Okay? We need to be careful how we treat Israel for or against. God is for them as a nation, but as a people, they must come to Christ individually. Okay, we'll go on. Pompeo is an evangelical Christian who has consistently said, my faith shapes my work when it comes to Israel and the Jewish people. This could be the last official meeting between the two officials in a governmental capacity. Depending on the outcome of the US elections, yes, they are not decided, in case that surprises any of you, but uh, which is being challenged by President Trump's legal team. While not in the form of a Bible, Pompeo gave two gifts to Netanyahu. He announced that the U.S. would designate as anti-Semitic the BDS campaign. That is a big step there. And that it would not list Israeli settlements in the West Bank as illegal. Another giant plus for Israel from the United States of America. This would never, neither of those would ever have happened under the next administration. They are getting things done now Because if they don't do it now, it'll never happen. But by doing them now, they're very hard to reverse. When you designate somebody as anti-Semitic and you come back and say, oh, no, they're not, you're going to have every Jewish person, even if they're flaming liberals, upset about that. So they're doing the right thing for Israel and they're doing it very quickly. They're going to be doing the same thing with a lot of other issues. You watch the next, if Trump is out, you watch the next month and a half and you're going to see more things come out than you've ever seen in your life. It's going to be an amazing time, but if he uh, does prevail, we're going to keep pressing on and he is going to drain the swamp so fast that you're not going to believe it. We'll just see what the Lord has planned for this nation. We'll just wait and see. All right. The State Department also released a statement after the visit that the U.S. would label exports from Jewish settlements as made in Israel. That is a huge thing as well. So I'm telling you what, they are doing wonderful things for Israel. Things that are uh, cultivated or produced in the uh, West Bank now can be sold in America and they can say, made in Israel. Good stuff. From Christian News, I got, uh, this has been happening almost every week, but this one was a little different than the others. I got a uh, letter in the mail attached to a big box. Okay, she sent a care package to me. All right, this lady, wonderful lady named Karen Mitchell. She's finished all of the Genesis sermons, and she's going on to Exodus right away. She sent me this beautiful letter, and she sent me, for example, uh, uh, just so you don't think she was just... Heaping stuff on us. Remember, I told you a while ago that when they stopped making cream of wheat with the original logo, I'm not going to buy it anymore. She sent me some cream of wheat. Okay, I told you that I got a concussion by walking into a door a couple days ago. And what did she send us? She sent us a couple of night lights. So this, these were these were obviously taking care of me because I can't take care of myself. No, no helmet. I, it, it, it could have been, but it wasn't. It was some nice night lights. But she sent this really long, beautiful. Lady. It was a marvelous treat. I'm, I want to read you something from this, okay? Christian News. I, I don't have permission to do this, so Karen, if I upset you, I am sorry. But this is such a beautiful letter, and she said something at the end. Since 2002, I have read the Bible every day. I have a Bible in one year. Ashamed to say, uh, I bought it in 1996, and I never picked it up. Also ashamed to admit, when I decided to read it, it was one one 2002. I thought once done. That's checked off my list. But God, again, his patience and love made it so exciting. I often couldn't just read one day. I read ahead to the next day or two. The Bible came with me on a business trip or on vacations. Long before the end of 2002, I had committed to read it cover to cover until I die. Most people want a Revelation Bible study, but I have always wanted to learn more about Genesis. And then she talks about the Genesis teachings. I'm telling you, this is a person after God's heart right here. You read the Bible and it says David was a man after God's own heart. It's because he had a heart for the Lord and a heart for the word of the Lord. There are people that scrupulously obey the law and they are no closer to the Lord than that flower pot right there. Okay. There are people like David that were disobedient to the law many times. And yet he had such a heart for the Lord and he was repentant when he failed the lord or when he strayed from what he was to do as a as a man of Israel or as the king of Israel. This person right here knows what is right in this world and it's to pursue God through his word. If you're not doing that and you're watching too many prophecy updates, I've said it a million times it's time for you to do what she did. You're going to find wonder and delight in that word that you will never find anywhere else. Thank you Karen for making my millennium from the Christian Post. San Diego strip clubs reopen. But churches ordered to remain closed. California judge ordered San Diego to reopen strip clubs while county carries on with its crackdown on churches and restrictions on in-person learning at schools. If you don't know your Bible and you can't go to church, you're out. San Diego Superior Court Judge Wolfail ordered California to end any actions that prevent the clubs from being allowed to provide live adult entertainment. Two adult clubs filed a lawsuit in October alleging that the county's public health orders violated the business constitutional rights of due process and equal protection under the law. This week, San Diego moved back to the purple tier of the state's COVID-19 lockdown, requiring indoor restaurants to move to outdoor service only, limiting the capacity of retail businesses and restricting in-person classes at schools. Many California churches have been fighting legal battles with authorities for months to reopen in-person services. Paul Jonah, special counsel for the conservative legal group Thomas More Society, said the churches are also entitled to constitutional protections. If strip clubs are being protected, if you're going to accept that argument, that dancing nude is protected speech, that's so significant that it overcomes the government's interest in regulating its citizens with COVID-19 orders, then obviously the divine worship of God, which is expressly mentioned in the First Amendment, should be held to a higher standard. We'll see where it goes, but so far you can go to a strip club, but you can't go to church. I'd go anyway. I tell you what, they're not going to close this superior word church if they have a national lockdown. It's not going to happen. From the Christian Post, over 120 church leaders blast UK's unlawful closure of churches amid COVID lockdowns. More than 120 church leaders are taking legal action against the United Kingdom government for its unlawful decision to ban worship services during the ongoing COVID-19 lockdown. The leaders of various denominations are demanding a judicial review of the government's decision, arguing that measures involve a direct and serious interference with the independence of religious organizations and freedoms of religious people. The Christian Legal Center is supporting the religious leader's legal challenge, according to a statement by the group. The English and Welsh governments have now introduced two successive sets of lockdown measures which have completely prohibited and criminalized public communal worship, a core aspect of religious life for the claimants and their congregations. With these measures, the governments have inflicted a terrible human cost without rigorous consideration of less onerous restrictions and as part of a package which leaves places of worship open for secular activities. So you can have your church used for something else, but you can't use it as a church. That's absolutely crazy. From the Christian Post, Church of England, as if the most important thing to worry about, they got their churches closed and they're worried about this, begins a review of marriage, sexuality, calls for honest discussion. The Church of England announced that it is going to begin a formal discernment and decision-making process about a way forward for the church in regards to its teachings on sex, sexuality, and marriage. Church leaders are aiming to come to a conclusion on the long-debated issues by 2022. Every time I think of marriage in England, the, uh, what is it, Princess Bride... And a guy with a pointy hat on, and he gets, I, I I can't help but think that. So I'm sorry, that's going through my mind while I'm reading, and I thought I'd share that with you. Okay, just so you know, you don't need all of these discussions about what to do and how to go forward. If you just read this and be obedient to this in the proper context, meaning whatever dispensation you're in and what it says in that dispensation, in this dispensation, we get our letters of instruction from the epistles, especially Paul's epistles, this is a Gentile-led church age, then you won't need to have all these discussions. But we'll go on. The uh, announcement came with the launch of Living in Love and Faith resources, which more than 40 people, led by the Bishop of Coventry, Christopher Coxworth, worked on for three years to help people participate in honest discussions. Here it is. Listen to life stories And understand each other's views your life story I'm sorry does not make any difference at all in theology zero does everybody understand that what you care about what you don't care about doesn't matter at all to God unless it is in accord with this if it's not it doesn't matter at all your life story is irrelevant the Word of God is what stands and here they're debating these issues of morality on based on people's life stories. All right. Part of the resources include a 480-page book that is thought to be the most extensive work in this area by any faith group in the world. Then the foreword of the book, Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, and Archbishop of York, Stephen Cottrell, acknowledged and apologized for the huge damage and hurt the church body has caused to LGBT people where talk of truth, holiness, and discipleship has been wielded harshly. The supreme and unique beauty of the person of Jesus of Nazareth is found not only in that he is the truth, but also that his truth abounds in grace and love. So you can see what they're doing. They're moving everything off to the left so that when you get done with what they're going to be done with, there will be nothing of Jesus left. Okay. They wrote as they called for repentance. As part of the decision-making process, the bishops plan to present proposals before the Church of England's General Synod in 2022. Most pressing among our differences are questions around same-sex relationships, and we recognize that here decisions in several interconnected areas need to be made with some urgency. Coxworth stated that whether the bishops would recommend a synod vote on allowing same-sex marriages within the church body for the first time is only one question among many that they would consider. So they're actually just debating whether we should do something that is unscriptural or not. Okay, East Africa news from Jerusalem Post. Putin, extending Russian footprint, approves new naval facility in Sudan. Now he's already got one on the Mediterranean in Syria. That was done. We talked about that about a year, year and a half ago. He's moving into Sudan. You can see he's got Israel hemmed in now, right? President Putin approved the creation of a Russian naval facility in Sudan capable of mooring nuclear-powered surface vessels, clearing the way for Moscow's first substantial military foothold in Africa since the Soviet fall. The new facility, earmarked to be built in the vicinity of Port Sudan, will be capable of accommodating up to 300 military and civilian personnel and improve Russia's ability to operate in the Indian Ocean, expanding its influence in Africa. Putin in a decree said that he had approved a Russian government proposal to set up Naval logistics hub in Sudan and order the defense ministry to sign an agreement to make it happen. A draft document related to the issue made public earlier this month by the government spoke of a facility that could moor no more than four ships at the same time. The hub would be used for repair and resupply operations, and as a place where Russian naval personnel could take rest. The land for the base will be supplied for free by Sudan and Moscow would get the right to bring in any weapons, ammunition, and other equipment it needs through Sudan's airports and ports to support the new facility. Russia has a similar facility at the port of Tardis in Syria, I just mentioned that, a country where it also operates an airbase. The state-controlled task news agency has predicted that the new facility will make it easier for the Russian Navy to operate in the Indian Ocean by being able to fly in replacement crews for its long-range ships. That's a serious article there and this is the only place I saw that article is in the Jerusalem Post. That's a very serious thing that's going on. From Zero Hedge, Syria exit in progress as convoys seen withdrawing from northeast Syria to Iraq. The U.S. Army withdrew a number of its vehicles and soldiers from eastern Syria towards the northern region of Iraq, while it imposed a security cordon around a town in the eastern countryside of Deir Azor. According to a Sputnik Arabic correspondent in al-Hasakah, the U.S. Army transported a number of military vehicles with about 50 soldiers from its illegal base, they call it illegal, in al-Maliqiyah to the northern region of Iraq for the second time in two days. And this was a few days ago. They've been shipping people out. These developments coincide with media reports about the Trump admin's intention to withdraw its soldiers from eastern Syria especially after the changes made by the president, which included the firing of Defense Secretary Mark Esper, good, who was replaced by Christopher Miller. Earlier this week, it was revealed that the outgoing U.S. envoy to Syria, James Jeffrey, had kept the total number of troops in the Syrian Arab Republic from Trump. I told you that last week. They openly lied to his face. In cabinet meetings, they lied to him. They kept lying to him and he has had enough of it. He's getting these people out because he promised that he would do it. Jeffrey had described in an interview last week with Defense One that when in December 2018 President Trump ordered a full and immediate Syria withdrawal, he and his team successfully stymied the efforts to get the U.S. military out of Syria. We were always playing shell games to not make clear to our leadership how many troops we had there, Jeffrey said in an interview. The actual number of troops in northeast Syria is a lot more than the roughly 200 troops Trump initially agreed to leave there in 2019. Meanwhile, Trump's new Secretary of Defense, Christopher Miller, sent a memo to the entire DOD workforce signaling a likely major U.S. troop reduction during the admins last week, especially from the Middle East. We are not a people of perpetual war. It is the antithesis of everything for which we stand and for which our ancestors fought, Miller said in the memo, and emphasized that all wars must end. And in Miller's most direct reference to a potential large-scale troop drawdown, he wrote, Ending wars requires compromise and partnership. We met the challenge. We gave it our all. Now it's time to come home. And you wonder why all of these people have been against Trump all this time. Mm -hmm. It's because he's a man that says in an election, I'm going to do something. And then he follows through with it. And they knew this was coming and they've been lying to him. They've been lying about him in the media. They've been lying about his reputation with the Russians. Everything has been against this man from the... Let's stop right now. Heavenly Father... We've got just a very short time left before this decision has to be made. Lord, I would ask that you would give wisdom to the legal representatives of President Trump and also give him wisdom in how to handle this greatest national crisis, certainly in my lifetime, and maybe in the history of our nation, even possibly more than the Civil War itself. Lord, we are facing a real crisis in this nation, and the direction of it is going to be set after this election is set. And we pray that your hand will be on it. Then if it's not meant to be, then we will stand and rest in what you have done, giving us the president for these past four years and setting the course that he has set. And we'll just watch history unfold according to your will in whatever way happens. But we do pray for it now. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mongolia from France 2-4. Mongolia reports first domestic coronavirus transmissions. First time, Mongolia reported its first domestic transmission of the coronavirus from a truck driver who infected his wife and two other relatives after three weeks of quarantine. The landlocked country has so far reported just 376 virus cases, all imported, and enforced strict arrival controls that have prompted protests by Mongolians stranded abroad. They can't even come home. But National Emergency Committee officials said a truck driver who had arrived in the capital, Ulaanbaatar, from Russia had infected three relatives despite being quarantined for three weeks, as required by Mongolian law. He got it anyway. The National Health Committee published his movements, including attending a concert with around 3,000 others, and told anyone who might have crossed paths with him to get tested. The city has closed its borders with other provinces and closed schools for three-day lockdown, prompting panic buying. Doesn't do any good. It doesn't do any good. If this, if you go out into society, you're going to get it or you're not going to get it, just like the flu, just like anything else. People look at me when I walk into the stores without a mask. Everybody's got their little safety masks on. And whenever they come up and ask me a question, you do know that those don't do anything, don't you? Okay. They don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. They just don't. Daniel 12 Technology from the AP. New device. I talked about this a year and a half ago when it was being developed. Guess what? it's been developed this is very cool i could work with this although you know i sing out loud poor hitico but when i sing the music is playing so she hears both she doesn't just hear my my bad voice but with this that's all she would hear okay listen yes imagine a new device puts music in your head no headphones required imagine a world where you move around in your own personal sound bubble you listen to your favorite tunes, play, she's laughing, play loud computer games. She's got her own bubble around her anyway, that lady. So everybody watch out for that one. Uh, let's see here. You listen to your favorite tunes, play loud computer games, watch a movie or get navigation directions in your car, all without disturbing those around you. Unless you sing out loud like I do. And then that's all she will hear. She won't hear anything else except me singing bravely. Um, okay. Okay. That's the possibility presented by Sound Beaming, a new futuristic audio technology from Noveto Systems, an Israeli company. It debuted a desktop device that beams sound directly to a listener without the need for headphones. The listening sensation is straight out of a sci-fi movie. The 3D sound is so close it feels like it's inside your ears while also in front, above, and behind them. Noveto expects the device will have plenty of practical uses from allowing office workers to listen to music or conference calls without interrupting colleagues to letting someone play a game, movie, or music without disturbing their significant others. The lack of headphones means it's possible to hear other sounds in the room clearly. In other words, you're listening to the music and you can also hear everything else is going on around you without any interruption, okay? The technology uses 3D sensing module and locates and tracks the ear position, sending audio via ultrasonic waves to create sound pockets by the user's ears. Sound can be heard in stereo or a spatial 3D mode that creates 360-degree sound around the listener. The demo includes nature video clips of swans on a lake, bees buzzing, and babbling brook, where the listener feels completely transported into the scene. But even CEO Christoph Ramstein finds it hard to put the concept into words. The brain doesn't understand what it does not know. Most people just say, wow, I really don't believe it. You don't believe it because it sounds like a speaker, but no one else can hear it. It's supporting you and you're in the middle of everything. It's happening around you. By changing a setting, the sound can follow a listener around when they move their head. It's also possible to move out of the beam's path and hear nothing at all, which creates a surreal experience. All of a sudden, everything is out, and then you go back in. Amazing. So I told you that was coming a couple years ago. It is out, and I would love to try that. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. She said the New World Order will have a field day with that, and that is true. All right, Mail Online. This is kind of one of those duh titles. I just thought I'd tell it to you just so that you know that this is true. Horses feel as much pain as humans when whipped as they have similar anatomic structures in the skin that detect pain, study reveals. That's why they use whips. I I mean, I just, it was probably millions of dollars they put into that. And now they know that they feel pain. And that's why people throughout human history have whipped horses, you know, I just, I thought that was one of those things you needed to know. And so now, you know, Revelation plagues today. Lots of stuff in this this category, okay? Zero hedge. Germany wants to avoid yo-yo shutdown of economy with 4 to 5 months of severe lockdown. Epic Times. Washington governor announces sweeping restrictions on bars, restaurants and gatherings. Weasel zippers. Minnesota governor announces lockdowns to close pretty much the entire state. Epic Times. Michigan's Whitmer announces new CCP virus restrictions, warrants against Thanksgiving gatherings. Yeah, right. New York Post, Iowa's governor signs mask mandates. Epic Times, Philadelphia bans all indoor gatherings of any size, broadens CCP virus rules. The city will ban indoor dining at restaurants, shut down libraries, museums, gyms, and casinos, ban in person teaching at college and high schools, and reduce occupancy at stores and religious institutions. The restrictions will be effective from Friday, yesterday, until at least the end of 2020. Epic Times, Chicago cancels Thanksgiving as COVID rules tighten. They just cancel Thanksgiving. Daily Wire, California puts 97% of residents under lockdown. That's 37 million people. Daily Wire, Florida and Texas announce they will do no more lockdowns, period. That is it, period. Texas and Florida are the only two states that I've read so far, uh, South Dakota as well. But these people came out and said, never, never will they do a lockdown? Good job. They have brains. Okay. Let's see here. Twitter Cuomo explains opposition to Trump distributing vaccine. Listen to what he says. Black and Brown people can't get to pharmacies. If I was a black, I'm going to tell you, I would sue that man for every penny that he had. And I would say he's he's saying they're too stupid. They're too lazy that whatever he is saying, I have no idea. That's what he said. Quote, black and brown people can't get to pharmacies. They're helpless. We have to take care of them. I would sue that man for every single thing that he had. He's treating blacks as if they have no value at all. And they they put up with it. Imagine that those people in that state put up with that. And did you hear they gave him an Emmy? they gave him an Emmy for best acting, for best acting. It, it is that's what an Emmy is for that's not true. it is true, it is true. They gave him an Emmy yeah yes. all right let's get back to this zero hedge collateral damage CDC admits COVID lockdowns sparked surge in children's mental health issues there you go with that yeah New York Post Three more New York sheriffs say they won't enforce Cuomo's Thanksgiving limit. That makes four that I saw yesterday. In a scathing Facebook post, Fulton County Sheriff Richard Giardino questioned the legality of Governor Andrew Cuomo's newly instituted 10-person cap on parties and other gatherings in private residences. Frankly, I'm not sure it could sustain a constitutional challenge in court for several reasons, including your house is your castle. And as a sheriff with a law degree, I couldn't in good faith attempt to defend it in court. So I won't. Giardino noted his office with limited resources has scant legal options to enter private homes and other than search warrants, invitations, or under emergency circumstances. I like that guy. Mail online. You remember what I said last week? Go to Cuomo's house. No, no, I didn't say that. What did I say? Yeah, we need to go to Cuomo's house and see how many people he has. Now, listen, what did I say last week about the mink article in the Netherlands? Dogs. Remember I said that? The next day on Monday, Monday, listen to this. Mail online, do dogs spread coronavirus? Spanish study finds people who own the pets and walk them outside face 78% higher risk of catching COVID-19, and it may be because they're unhygienic. Experts said effective dog ownership was comparable to returning to the office. Dogs may catch coronavirus or transport it after touching unclean services. Scientists said dogs should be included in social distancing rules by owners. Now listen, I said that on Sunday and it was Monday. I read that article and they are very soon going to start saying you need to get rid of your dogs. You're not allowed to have them or whatever. Mark my words. It may not happen in the U.S. because we love our puppies. They love them in other countries as well but in different ways. But uh, uh, she lived over there. Okay, we got to go on. Morality today. From Fox, Portland Mayor removes gendered language to be more inclusive. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler who won a second term earlier this month as he narrowly fended off his left leaning opponent amid criticism after months of protests and riots is removing gendered language to be more inclusive. He tweeted, the language of the documents that guide the city should reflect our community. Today, council authorized the city auditor to remove feminine and masculine terms from the city charter. The important step will help make our documents more inclusive of all gender identities. There's no longer any male or female in the Portland government. New scientist, Scotland has banned smacking children. Now, over there, they call spanking smacking, just so you know. Here, we think of smacking right across the face. This is over in the UK, but Scotland has banned spanking, okay? Smacking children was outlawed in Scotland. Parents in the rest of the UK can still use physical violence to punish or discipline their children, provided it can be considered reasonable punishment, a term not properly defined in the law. Smacking is allowed in the majority of other nations. Around the world, smacking is common. A survey of just over 4,000 adults in the UK conducted this July found that the majority felt that smacking should not be banned. Only a fifth of those asked thought the practice should be outlawed. Another survey of U.S.-based adults found that 76% of men and 65% of women feel that sometimes children need a good, hard spanking. Right right here. If, if you disagree with that, what I just read, go just type in the word rod, R-O-D, and it'll take you right to Proverbs, and it'll tell you again and again, spare the rod, etc. Beat your child, it won't kill him. Use the rod, and it will... Put discipline in them. Basic. That's Charlie Garr's paraphrase, but you understand. Just type in the word "rod" and start reading the accounts. We are instructed to take care of these matters with the rod. Okay. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Our other category. Epic times. Republicans will control Montana's state government for the first time in nearly two decades. Montana. They went right. Okay. From Svoboda. UK to ban sales of vehicles with combustion engines from 2030. No more gas cars after 2030. But listen to the next article, Zero Hedge. Tesla's supercharger network in Australia officially costs more than filling your car with gas. They promised that it would be real cheap and you'd be driving around with... And guess what happens when you go to one of these charging stations and you plug your car into it? You know what happens? There's there's a plant that is generating energy from fossil fuels that's charging your car. So it's not like you're gaining anything, okay? I wish people would just wake up, okay? Anyway, mail online. More than 300,000 New Yorkers have fled the Big Apple in the last 8 months amid the pandemic. Crime surges and economic stress 295,103 residents filed change of address forms with the USPS, but the number of movers likely rises when considering multi-person households. That means there's probably five to 800,000 people left. Many residents relocated to New Jersey, Long Island, and Westchester. Wealthy residents on the city's Upper West Side made 9,076 mail forwarding requests, the largest chunk in the city. Key factors included economic stressors, crime surges, concerns over local schooling, and the pandemic. Epic Times Minneapolis City Council approves extra police funding amid crime surge. Duh. Yeah. Statistics show criminal activity surging to its highest levels in at least 15 years, with 74 people dead and about 500 wounded by gunfire so far this year. Every one of them should have a legal. Right. To sue the city council and to get recompense for it. Every one of them. From the Daily Wire, Trump to enact series of hardline policies going after communist China in final weeks of administration. We did it with the soldiers coming home. Well, he's doing it here and he's doing it everywhere. Watch this man burn up the paper in Washington. If he stays in, it'll already be done and he can take a month off. But if he's out, he will have done a great thing in the next 45, 50 days, whatever it is he has left. All right. Here it goes. Part of Trump's goal is to make it politically untenable for the Biden admin to change course on the policies as China acts aggressively from India to Hong Kong to Taiwan and the pandemic triggers a second global wave of shutdowns. The admin plans to take additional actions against Chinese companies and government entities for a variety of human rights violations and matters involving U.S. national security. He says this is a national security issue, a problem, and guess what? They will not be able to overturn that very quickly without losing a lot of face when something bad does happen, and they know this. He's a smart man. The report said to watch out for DNI John Ratcliffe to explain China's criminal activity inside the United States to the American public in the near future. If he comes out and he shows that and he demonstrates that and Trump signs these laws, they will not be able to overturn it without really upsetting a lot of people. Okay, epic Times. Trump administration accelerating financial decoupling with China. Another good move. President Trump's recent executive order banning U.S. investments in a group of companies with ties to Chinese military marks a significant step in accelerating economic decoupling with the Chinese regime. According to experts, many of these companies are publicly traded on stock exchanges around the world. U.S. investors through their pension funds could also unwittingly transfer wealth from the United States to these entities. Starting on January 11th, American companies and individuals will be barred from investing in Chinese military-linked firms, including 31 companies previously designated by the Pentagon as being owned or controlled by China's PLA. That's their People's Liberation Army. U.S. investors will be given until November 11th of 2021 to divest themselves of investments in those companies. The order, signed on November 12th, said American investments were helping fund the Chinese regime's military goals, jeopardizing national security. Roger Robinson, president of RWR Advisory Group and former chairman of the Congressional U.S.-China Economic and Security Review Commission, said the move was a historic first In imposing penalties on Beijing through capital markets, he added that the order is unlikely to be reversed by subsequent administrations. He is a great president. I love him. Man, Times of Israel. Trump to reduce troops in Afghanistan by almost 50%, trim deployment in Iraq. The Trump admin is expected to cut the number of U.S. troops in Afghanistan almost in half to 2,500 by January 15th. He wanted to do it all. He knows that's not safe because he's been misled so long and he doesn't want to leave people in jeopardy. The order would stop short of President Trump's goal to have all troops withdrawn by the end of the year, which had faced opposition from military and diplomatic advisors, including Lindsey Graham. He's taking their advice and he's not pulling them all out because people could be harmed, but he is doing everything he can to bring people home. Mail online. I love this one the most. Donald's license to drill. Uh President to auction oil drilling rights in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge before Biden is sworn in. They've been, these lefties have been putting this off for years and years and years. We got all that oil and they don't want it used. And it's not because they care about Alaska at all. It's because they don't want this nation to be a success. Uh And he is now taking these things and he is giving them oil drilling rights. He's selling them. And once it's theirs, they're going to be in there doing it. Yeah. Great president i got a lesser here for you we'll see if you can figure out what he's writing about smart new yorkers are leaving their town crime is up and the economy's down it's not a tall tale but confirmed by the mail they are moving to cities renowned. good job okay got a couple ironies here for you i entitled this rules for thee but not for me all right from mail online portland city commissioner who demanded 18 million dollar police budget cuts and said most 911 calls are unnecessary calls cops on her lift driver in an argument about open windows yeah and mail online chicago mayor lightfoot tells city to stay at home for 30 days cancel thanksgiving plans and puts 10 person limit on gatherings due to covid-19 spike days after she joins crowds celebrating biden's win out there no mask on telling everybody how great the world is and now the whole city is being shut down again such is the world we live in so from sarasota florida to ulan Batar, mongolia i'm charlie garrett this is the superior word and that is your prophecy update for the week